Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It is a rainy afternoon in July in the mythical year of 2019. The reason you're here in Arkham on the campus of the Miskatonic University is because the four of you individually have had, well, let's say some interesting experiences. 
You have all encountered things beyond your understanding and things that, when you look back on them, they tend to mess with your brain. You have no one you can really talk to. You've been distanced from family and friends who can't understand what happened to you. It just seemed like this was how life was going to go. Until two weeks ago, when each of you individually received a letter from a Dr. Amelia Vichy of the Miskatonic University in Arkham. Dr. Vichy wrote to you expressing her concern over your mental well-being. You don't know how she got this information, but she says that she is a pioneer, so to speak, in the field of encounters with the unknown, and that she is putting together a one-of-a-kind group therapy session. It's to take place over four weeks at the Miskatonic University, and it will consist solely of people like you who have had strange encounters that they cannot explain to others. She promises you a place where you can talk, where you will not be judged, where you don't have to wonder if you're going to lose your job or end up in a psychiatric facility. Essentially, she promises you a safe space. I would lose my mind for you I don't have a lot to lose I would cover up the truth If it made no sense this July afternoon with the rain pouring down, you find yourselves in a classroom. The desks have been pushed aside, the chairs are set up in a semicircle. At the front of the room, there is a tall, lanky woman with long blonde hair pulled back in a ponytail who is looking over her glasses at people as they come in and writing down some notes. She's wearing a lab coat, you assume this to be Dr. Vichy. And as you all come in, You see there's a long, low table by the window that has your typical coffee, tea, stale donuts. At the table is a slightly heavy-set middle-aged man wearing a hoodie, just pouring himself a cup of coffee and making himself as small as possible. There's a teenage girl, long, dark hair, falling over her face as she just stares resolutely at the floor, sitting on the very edge of the semicircle, will not look at anyone. There's an elderly woman with a walker and a book in her lap sitting on the other side. She looks up as you come in, and there's a younger man sitting in the middle of the circle, hands shoved in his pockets. Out of everyone, he looks the healthiest here. 
He's either had time to deal with his issues or maybe they weren't as bad as yours. Who knows? I mean, not that it's a contest, right? Let's introduce our characters here and let's start with Kat. I'm quite a petite woman. I look to be sort of in my early 40s. I've got quite thick, curly black hair and basically kind of the first thing I've gone is gone over to the table with the coffee and poured myself as big a cup as possible. Don't seem to really want to be here. And I have a name tag stuck on my t-shirt, which just says Dr. Jimenez. The doctor is over getting a cup of coffee and looking around fairly nervously. Uh, Wes, who are you and what are you doing? I'm Lieutenant Novak. I've been uh, ordered by my superior to show up and deal with some of these issues. I am uh, what you would call hungover right now. I am uh, <laughs> in a really bad way. I, uh, I, I drank most of a bottle of whiskey the night before. I set my duffel bag down at the door and I'm walking in in fatigues. I see that Dr. Jimenez is getting coffee and I think I'm going to join her at the coffee bar because I'm having some pain right now. <laughs> All right. So the lieutenant walks in. You, you see this youngish man in military fatigues walking in. He looks bleary eyed. Uh, you say you're hungover, Lieutenant, so uh, why don't we get the first roll of the game out of the way with the Constitution roll? <laughs> Wes is going to die. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and die right now. I succeeded like uh, you know I would. Okay. Making your way carefully over. Hungover, but it's starting to recede a bit. You're not stumbling as much as you were, maybe the fresh air and the rain in your face as you walked from your cheap motel over here help. Yeah, I am a professional drinker. I can shake these out. Yes. <laughs> the next person in the room would be Chuck. A 50-year-old man. He's dressed nicely, but also a little tacky. Like, he's in a suit. It's not a nice suit. But it's the suit that a person who thinks that that's a nice suit buys. Okay. <laughs> and he's got a very, very, very gold Rolex on. <laughs> but you're not sure that Rolex is spelled that way. You, you could have sworn it only had one L, but it's, but it's got the two on there. His hair is done up actually a little bit, kind of like a pompadour. He's over by the coffee. He's kind of surveying the room, and you can just see him take a look at all of the people who are gathered in the room and kind of shrug anyway. And then he places a stack of pamphlets on the table by the coffee, sort of a, a church handout pamphlet. But there is like a huge advertisement on the front for a $5 shrimp buffet. <laughs> are, are they called Blake tracks? <laughs> yeah, they're Blake tracks. <laughs> Trauma. I like the Royex. R -O -L -L -E. Yeah. L L E. Royal. Last to enter the room, Cup. I am uh, Xavier Charles, but my students call me Professor C. <laughs> I am 35 years old with perpetual five o'clock shadow. I wear a smart fedora and a tweed jacket with Jordache jeans. And like Dr. Vichy, I have a ponytail. I am the Orn Family Endowed Professor of Anthropology at Miskatonic University right here. Ah! And I write and teach on ritual politics, the esoteric, and the occult shadow of the modern world. 
You're the BBEG, aren't you? <laughs> my books include <laughs> Occult, Where Art Thou, Who Moved My Occult, and Occultist, I Barely Knowest. My H index is 93 for citations. I enjoy Walks on the Beach and Candlelit Magic Circles. And I think that what I'm going to do is walk into the classroom and go straight to the professor's desk like I'm going to teach the class. And then I'll I'll catch myself and say, oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm used to being up here. It's going to be so odd being one of the students today. Uh, uh, Nice to meet you. I'm Professor C. Um, You can call me Xavier. Dr. Vichy looks up at you very politely and says, It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Professor. Why don't you have a seat? Yes, likewise. So it's hilarious that your your character introduction sounds like his Tinder profile. Which way do you swipe <laughs> to not say yes? <laughs> or his LinkedIn. His Google Scholar profile. Why are all of those so similar? Uh, I'm going to go, oh, ooh, pamphlets. And then he's going to kind of race back there. So you go back to the table to get some coffee and see these pamphlets, Professor C, and you you see this woman with curly black hair who's holding a large cup of coffee. You don't know where she got the large cup from because there's only those normal size little styrofoam cups, but she has a large cup of coffee somehow. Hmm. And she's just kind of looking at the floor and there's a man in this very cheap suit who is very ostentatiously adjusting his, is that a Royex watch? (laughs) And a very hungover looking young man in military fatigues. And you're all just kind of gathered around the coffee table. Nice. I'm going to pick up the gigantic pot of sugar that I somehow have also conjured from thin air and just sort of hold it out to everybody. Sugar? Anyone? Sweetener? Is uh, Dr. Jimenez's name tag in plain view? Yes. I'll try to start like the doctor thing from Spies Like Us. I'll be like, doctor? <laughs> oh, uh, yes, I, I am a doctor indeed. Hello. Me too, doctor. You're a doctor. Uh, what are you a doctor of? Good to see you, doctor. I see. <laughs> um, well. Doctor? Okay, a- anyway. Uh- doctor? <laughs> oh, wait, no, she did it. <laughs> I wonder if there are more of us here, uh, Dr. Vichy. Uh, yes, it's nice to meet you. I am a professor of anthropology, uh, Xavier Charles. Oh, n- nice to meet you, Xavier. Uh, uh, professor C, if you don't mind. <laughs> it's an academic thing. Oh, not to worry. <laughs> you can call me doctor. Oh, okay. He'll kind of slink away. Just a, a few steps. He's been put in his place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm now going to add 18 sugars to my giant coffee cup. (laughs) (laughs) As you slink away, Dr. Vichy looks around. She makes a check mark, it looks like, on her clipboard. And she stands up. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, I'm Dr. Amelia Vichy. You can just call me Dr. Vichy. And I will be facilitating this session for the next four weeks or so. I'm very glad to have you all here. This is the first time we've ever really tried anything like this. And uh, I really, really hope that we'll be able to make some headway, to, to have some progress here. So why don't you all take a seat? Please, please, don't be shy. Yes, doctor. <laughs> uh, th- thank you, Lieutenant. She smiles warmly at you. I'm going to turn my chair to face the rest of the class as though I'm the teaching assistant. <laughs> I'm going to sit next to the person in military fatigues because 
I don't know why, but they make me feel safe, even if they are hungover. Dr. Jimenez sits next to the lieutenant. Pastor? Just as close to the coffee as possible. What <laughs> is, is there a chair that's like right over there? That's where he's at. All right. So you're sitting essentially between Professor C and this teenage girl who's been staring at the floor the entire time. But the coffee is right behind you. So with, with your size, you could probably just turn all the way around and just grab, <laughs> grab a cup off of the table. Excellent. Excellent. And then the others are in the rest of this semicircle. And Dr. Vichy kind of clears her throat and says, well, everyone, I suppose a little bit of an introduction is in order. I am, as I said, Dr. Vichy, I work here at the Miskatonic uh, University. I don't know any of Thank you, Professor C. Uh, I don't know any of you by sight, though some of you I know by reputation. A polite smile looking at you, Professor C. <laughs> Which is funny because actually uh, the pastor also raised his cup and gave her a little wink. <laughs> uh, pastor Blake, yes, I've seen your television special as well, of course. But I am a doctor of, of psychiatry, but I also have specialties uh, in occult and occult practices. Some may say it's a strange mix of PhDs, <laughs> but uh, when you've had experiences like I have and like all of you have, well, it, it becomes natural to study those things, I think. And, and I think we'll all understand that a bit more today. Lieutenant Novak like shifts back in his chair and looks at the floor a little bit. The purpose of our gathering here over the next four weeks is to... Help us understand more of, of this strange world that we live in. Learn more about the things that we faced and give each other support to know that you're not alone. You're not the only one who's faced strange, horrible things. So with that being said, uh, I, I don't want to rush anyone, but uh, would anyone like to start us off? Tell us who you are and what happened to you. She sits down. And just waits, lets the silence kind of build. Dr. Jimenez definitely like just takes a really long slurp of their coffee as if they're distracted by that and therefore cannot speak. And uh, Pastor Blake has pulled out his iPhone and he's just scrolling through emails. Uh, Pastor, would you mind putting your phone away, please? Oh, we try not to use devices during therapy sessions. Oh, uh, sure thing. I understand, sugar. <laughs> One eyebrow goes, just slightly ticks up. Thank you, Pastor. I'm going to hand him a packet of sugar because I misunderstood what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> and he happily accepts it. Another little wink at you. And I think that after enough silence, Professor Seal stand up and say, uh, uh, like Dr. Vichy said, we're here to support each other and share our experiences. So... You know, I don't like to cold call on people, but maybe Lieutenant, uh, if you'd like to uh, to start the sharing. You seem to uh, like to run your fucking mouth, don't you, Professor? Right then, I'll just turn it back over to Dr. Vichy. Dr. Vichy just makes a few notes on her, <laughs> on her clipboard, and the young man slowly stands up. He's, he's got his hands in his pockets now, and he looks a little less at ease than he did before and he says uh well i i guess i can start um uh, my name's levi and 
he just kind of looks around under his eyebrows, just kind of like expecting everyone to say hi almost. I'm a Jordash man, but yeah. <laughs> he, he hurriedly moves on. I'm from here originally, but my cousins live in Innsmouth and uh, I went to visit them this spring. My cousin Josh is turning 35 and well, I, I, and he starts trembling a little bit. His face goes a little pale and Dr. V, she just keeps taking notes. She doesn't say anything to him. She's just writing. He says, uh, I went to the party and he didn't look right. Cousin Josh, <laughs> he, he looked a little odd. I don't know if you've heard of what they call the Innsmouth look, but I didn't know what they meant. But it kind of upset me. It felt wrong. And I went outside and, and I went for a walk. It was getting in into night. The moon was up, full moon. And he swallows very obviously. Down by the water, they were cavorting is the best word I could think of to use. They were fish people. Like, he looks pleadingly at Dr. Vichy, but she doesn't say anything. She just keeps writing. They had gills. And and one of them waved at me, and, and it was Cousin Marie, but she had, what do they call it, webbing? And they were just playing around in the water and making these horrible sounds, and they tried to drag me into the water with them, and I barely got away. And... No one believes me. They say it's, oh, just those strange Innsmouth people. Maybe something in the air made me hallucinate, I don't know, but... Is that gonna happen to me? Am I one of them? And he shakes his head and just sits heavily back down in his seat. And Professor C's gonna look over to the pastor and say, uh... It's probably just the strange Innsmouth people. Have you been there, Pastor? <laughs> uh, you know, I dare say I have not. Oh, where are you from? Is that a, a New Hampshire accent? Why, well, friend, I am from the great state of Nevada. <laughs> of course. How did I misplace that? <laughs> I mean, as an anthropologist. <laughs> <laughs> no one said you're a good one. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm originally from Leeds, if you didn't know. Hmm. Oh no. <laughs> this is when I this is when a bus falls out of the air and drops on the professor's head. <laughs> yeah. Uh Dr. Vichy takes a few notes and the teenage girl who was just staring at the floor has kind of raised her head a little bit. You see her turning, she looks at Levi. You can see her face. She's very withdrawn. She's got kind of a, a hollow quality to her face, almost like she hasn't really been eating properly for a few days. And she looks at him. And then she goes back to looking at the floor. And Dr. Vichy looks up and says, uh, Oh, thank you for sharing, Levi. We'll, we'll, we'll get to dissecting that in a bit. Do Dr. Jimenez, dear, why, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? She's sort of dusts down her trousers and then sort of stands up and 
looks over at Levi and she gives him very like a very calm kind of look as if it's somebody who's trying to really show some kind of like bedside manner empathy. I for one I do believe you. I had a, a similar incident myself. Um I still can't quite put it into words. I was helping to deliver a baby and um you can see that she sort of chokes up a little bit and she doesn't seem to be able to get the words quite out. And um it um it wasn't a baby that um, came out. I've seen a lot of things in my life. Um, that was, uh, well, um, I, I started to believe in myths about monsters. And then I think she's going to bottle it a little bit and sit back down again. <clears throat> That's the pastor loudly clearing his throat. <laughs> <laughs> the... Old woman with the walker looks up uh, and she's clutching her book to her chest and you can see it's a Bible. And she looks at you, Dr. Jimenez, and she says, there is great wickedness in this world. I tell you, child, the devil walks among us and you, you delivered one of his spawn into this world. I, I know what I speak of because something similar happened to my Stacy. I knew... You testify, sister. <laughs> she raises a hand in the air. I thought that might be your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Little old for him. <laughs> hey, love knows no numbers. <laughs> so the the old woman kind of pulls herself up on her, on her walker, and she raises her hand in the air, shaking her head like she's in church. I told my Stacy if she was out with man that she was not in a marital relationship with. That only evil could come of it, I told her. And she came home with the devil's spawn. I saw it myself. And I told her she was not welcome in my house. The devil has no place in the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> Amen, son. Amen. Dr. Jimenez looks incredibly uncomfortable with the religious rhetoric. And I think it makes her shrink a bit in her seat a bit more. Lieutenant Novak pulls a crucifix out of his shirt and starts rubbing it. The old woman looks up in ecstasy almost at, at the roof and says, Many would tell me that turning away my only child from my own door was, was the wrong thing to do, but I know in my heart you don't let the devil in your home. And she was possessed of the devil. Pastor Blake stands up and he says, Sister, what was your name again? I'm Samantha, son. Sister Samantha, I do appreciate you sharing this with the community, and I hope that the glory of Christ reigns on your family. I want you to know that he appreciates your sacrifice, and he understands, and he knows how difficult that was for you. And I just want to tell the rest of you folks here that salvation is out there. It is to be found, and there is no greater place to find it then the Church of the Living Waters in the Luxor Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, and you can all come down as my cherished guests. Novak pulls a flask out of his pocket and starts pouring it into his coffee. <laughs> so g give, me, give me a luck roll here, Pastor. <laughs> okay. Good. That's a success. Mm -hmm. 
with the 33. Uh, as you stand up and you're talking to everyone, you see that the Bible that Samantha is holding is the Pastor Blake branded New King James Study Bible. And uh, <laughs> and he, I go straight over there. I pull out a literally diamond encrusted fountain pen. <laughs> and I just grab that Bible out of her hand and I s- autograph the Bible <laughs> and give it back to her. <laughs> Dr. Vichy, are we really going to entertain this nonsense? She just looks at you, Professor C, when you interject. She raises an eyebrow and goes back to writing. Uh, S- Samantha looks at you, Pastor Blake, and says, I knew the Lord wanted me here today. Bless you, sister. Blessed you. Your prayers and your dollars every bit helps. I tithe every week to your church, Pastor Blake. And we appreciate your sacrifice again, sister. And uh, Dr. V, she's just taking notes. She has not said a word this entire time. Would you like me to track participation, doctor? (laughs) It's not a class, son. Son. (sighs) Pastor, I'm curious. You seem incredibly... uh, Well... (laughs) I wonder what your purpose for being here is, other than to advertise. Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I I received uh, uh, that that letter to come here. I I didn't think much of it. Ain't no salvation to be found except in the confessional or in the Church of Jesus Christ Himself. Shelley and Tremaine just wouldn't leave me alone about it. I I'll be honest with you. I think they were just trying to get me out of the house. But you know what? I understand. I thought maybe I could do a little proselytizing. And here I am. Novak finishes his coffee vodka and sets it down and looks glaringly at Pastor Blake holding the crucifix in his other hand and goes, where was your God that day? Now, son, which day was that? Oh, the day my, uh, my whole unit was killed. You self-righteous son of a bitch. Why don't you tell me where your God was that day? Son, God was with you that day. Are you sure about that? Are you positive? Have you ever seen a giant bone monster kill all your friends? Have you seen that, Pastor? In Nevada? In your Las Vegas casino? uh, Snot is coming out his nose. He's pissed. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh... Uh, wait, um... Did you hear what I said? I said giant bone monster killed all my friends. And almost me gestures at the scar on his face. And the Lord empowered you to survive the demons of Satan himself. I'm pretty sure the Lord was nowhere to be found there, bucko. I was the one that kicked the shit out of it, saved myself, and got out of there. I didn't need no God that day, and I don't need your bullshit now. Pours another vodka. All through the power of Christ. Praise Jesus. (laughs) As the shouting match is happening, Dr. Jimenez, and you're maybe shrinking back a little bit because everyone is so loud. Yes. You look up and and you see on the wall across from you, there's blood pouring down the wall slowly. Is anybody else able to see that? Just, just, just anybody? Do we see that, Rena? You do not. Okay. Hmm. Is no one else worried about the blood? Give me a sand roll, Dr. Jimenez. When you say blood, Professor C is suddenly interested and concerned. He's looking around, like, panicked. Yeah, you you don't see anything, 
Professor okay. C. <sighs> oh, don't worry, you're not that kind of doctor, dickhead. 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, okay, so you only only lose two. Maybe it's giving you a little bit of a flashback, almost. It's like you've seen that splatter of blood on the wall that suddenly looks less like a classroom wall and more like a surgery. Ah, okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, get up from my seat and uh, I'm going to very slowly walk towards the wall with my hand outstretched, kind of like trying to face my fear. It's just a hallucination. It's just another hallucination. It's just a hallucination. I'm going to touch it. If I touch it, it'll go away because it's not real. <laughs> Give me a power roll. Oh, God. Oh, good Lord. Wow. <laughs> I failed that too. <laughs> Your hand comes away sticky and covered in blood. Okay, I'm just going to scream. <laughs> We're watching her. Do we see the blood? You do not. You see her touch the wall. Yeah. And pull her hand away and look at it, and she starts screaming. Professor C's going to be aggressive and, and run over to the doctor and say, What are you doing? There's no blood. There's no blood. No more blood. What's wrong with you? That should be helpful. I'm going to hold my hand up to his face, like hold my hand in your face and say, Can't you see it? The blood is right there. Professor C, give me a power roll. Oh, no. Wait, <laughs> are you sure? Oh, man, I yes. love Rena games. Shit gets real, real fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I rolled 82 and failed my power roll. Okay. So you tell yourself there's no blood. And you don't see any blood on the wall. There's yeah. there's no blood there. But you, you start telling Dr. Jimenez, who's holding her hands up. Yeah. And there's no blood there. No. But you point at her, and there's blood dripping down your hands. Oh, not again. Not again. What have you done? He's accusing the doctor. What did you do with my assistant? What have you done? At this point, Pastor Blake uh, just... Uh, <laughs> Sand uh, roll, by the way. <laughs> okay. Professor. I, was, I thought Chuck might get me out of that one. Oh, nope. I know. Pastor Blake's going to make a quick sign of the cross over his coffee and just sort of lazily dip his fingers in it and flick it at them and say... Lord, save your children uh, from the, these demons that that haunt their dreams and their vision. It's not hot coffee, but it's cold. Holy bean water. Yeah. But it is definitely like staining their clothes and shit. <laughs> I'm too distracted and I failed my Sam as well. You also lose two on a D2. Okay. Uh, your hands are suddenly covered with blood again. Yeah. I think I'm going to try to wipe them on Dr. Jimenez. Like, get the blood off. The closest <laughs> fabric. I'm going to try to wipe the blood off on her clothing. The minute he starts trying to touch me, I'm going to slap him really hard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so at at this point, the professor wiping his, trying to wipe his hands on Dr. Jimenez's shirt. She's slapping him. The pastor is flicking holy coffee water on on them, and the lieutenant is presumably drinking more from his flask. <laughs> he is absolutely hitting the flask and just looking at everybody in utter disbelief. <laughs> and the old woman with the walker, uh, Samantha, is just raising her Bible in the air and shouting, Praise Jesus! Cast the demons out! Pastor, cast them <laughs> out in the name of the Lord! And the young young man and the, the older man in the hoodie are just kind of going, Oh, no. 
Lieutenant, you notice that Dr. Vichy is just still writing. She has not stopped anyone. She has not said anything. She's just still writing and occasionally looking up, raising an eyebrow and then making more notes. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Dr. Vichy. Hey. Yes. Uh, I noticed that uh, none of this is giving you any kind of, uh, I don't know, pause, if you will. Uh, quick question. Uh, is this coffee or ayahuasca? What are we dealing with here? Just healthy expressions of emotions, Lieutenant. This whole thing does have like a spirit <laughs> tent vibe going yeah. on already. Are we with Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan in Peru here? What are we doing? <laughs> it's just a healthy expression of emotions, Lieutenant. It's it's natural. People need to get things out. They are talking about literally seeing blood, Doctor. I don't I don't feel like that's talking about a feelings wheel. Y- you start to see sand. Drifting across the floor behind her. Motherfucker. Okay. Now, quick question, Doctor. Um, when did uh when did the sand get in the room? She furrows her eyebrows. The what? Do not fuck with me, Doctor. I am not here to be fucked with. I am here on orders. Now tell me where the sand came from. She looks a little furrow browed at you. There's no sand in here, Lieutenant. There is sand behind you. I see it with my own eyes, and I don't need any of your gaslighting. <laughs> Make a sand roll. What? <laughs> Make a sand roll. Pa- pa- Pastor Blake just starts flicking <laughs> coffee at the lieutenant. the lieutenant. I will smack the Folgers out of your hand, Pastor. <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse. And rough. It's and everywhere. Gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she she looks at you, Lieutenant. She says, "Well, why why don't you bring me the sand? If if you if there's sand in here, let me see it." I- oh, why don't I bring you the sand? The sand's in the room. It's been brought to you. It's right behind you. I, I don't see any sand. I can't bring something that's already fucking here. The sand is starting to pile up slowly in the back of the room. There is a literal dune behind you. <laughs> she look. She looks at your flask that you're waving in one hand uh the whiskey must flow hmm? uh, have you heard of tolerance doctor perhaps if you were educated you understand that two sips of vodka doesn't do shit to a man like me i am totally fine how hard do i hit cup yeah did i get slapped oh yeah no we all want to know that did okay. that connect <laughs> So, are you hitting him hard enough to actually oh, want to, oh. to like do damage He's trying to wipe blood on me. I'm smacking him so hard. (laughs) Give me a fighting brawl. You're going to slap him regardless, but whether or not you succeed on the fighting brawl is going to determine if you do any damage. Damn. Uh, I fumbled. (laughs) Okay. She killed me. (laughs) With a a fumble, she breaks your nose, Professor. What? (laughs) You mean she whiffs completely, right? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And Dr. Jimenez, you break the, the pinky of your right hand. It's okay, I'm a doctor, I can fix it. Because you hit him so hard, but your hand is at the wrong angle, you take two points of, of damage between you, so one each. Not again. There's blood, literal blood now, pouring down your, your face, Professor, and Dr. Jimenez, you let out a cry of pain uh, as you can feel your finger bending backwards in ways it should not bend. And a crack. And I can see my own blood, I assume, everywhere now. Yes. Z, Z, what did you do with Z? I didn't do anything. Why is the wall bleeding? 
I'm like crawling toward Dr. Jimenez and wiping the blood on her pants. Uh, and Pastor Blake, Blake turns to the doctor and says, uh, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but perhaps we should adjourn to get some ice for these wayward followers. As you say that, give me a listen roll, Pastor. Hmm. Ooh. I got a hard success on a listen roll. Ooh. Fantastic. So as you t- talk about adjourning to get some ice, you hear the middle-aged man in the hoodie who hasn't said anything this entire time. He's the only person other than the teenage girl who has not said anything, but he hasn't even made eye contact. She made eye contact with someone he hasn't. He's sitting there and he's rocking back and forth a little bit and you hear him saying, not again. I can't do it. Not again. I can't. No. Nope. <laughs> not happening. Uh-uh. Can't do it. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Nope. Again, Doctor, I think it might be <laughs> critical that everyone uh, take a moment to uh, reflect and, and perhaps administer a, a small amount of first aid. There's a first aid kit behind the desk. She says without looking up. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go get a first aid kit from behind the desk. I mean, I, I may be a prick, but there are people bleeding. <laughs> also, if Pup is crawling towards me threateningly, I'm going to take out my scalpel. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, what? Oh, she took out a scalpel. <laughs> Shit's getting real in a very big way. Okay, so I have a first aid kit. Yeah, there, there's a first aid kit under the desk, just on a shelf with some papers and things. Little white box that has the, the cross symbol on it. Okay, and as I pick it up, I sign over that cross, and then I bring it over. You recross it. I recross it, just to make sure. I don't, I, here's the thing. The pastor doesn't know who painted that cross on there. but right. I know could have been Satan. I know where I'm coming from. And, and it's going to bring it to the doctor like, uh, uh, doctor, I, I I feel like this might be a bit more your purview. She's waving a scalpel with her unbroken <laughs> hand. Right. <laughs> Is she in a bout of madness or just pissed? I'm no, unclear. it's just cat. <laughs> okay, just cat being angry. I think once the pastor brings over the first aid kit, I think Dr. Jimenez is going to realize what they're doing and then mutter, um, Thou shalt not do harm. And then I'm going to look at Cup's face and just go, shit, and grab the first aid kit and like start ripping it open to get to all the bandages and stuff. Novak's hero complex kicks in and with first aid training walks up, grabs the professor by the head and goes, let me just reset that for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do this. Do this give thing. Me a, give, me, give me a first aid roll. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I succeed really well. Yeah, there we go. I really wanted that to be a fail. <laughs> <laughs> On a fumble, you are going to get bone shards in your brain. <laughs> so, so professor, the man in the military fatigues, who's you just saw swigging some whiskey, <laughs> comes up to you, looks at you, and says, "Let me fix that." Grabs your nose and jerks it back into place. Ah! <laughs> Is this two scenarios in a, in a row where we've recorded resetting somebody's broken nose? Yes, it was my nose both times. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you get you get your hit point back, Cup. But ow, it hurt. You're welcome. 
Yeah, just doubled over in pain on the floor here. I think looking up at the pastor going, like signaling, gesturing to all the blood. Uh, Eucharist? The Lord gives his greatest trials to his strongest followers, my son. And he walks off to go get some more coffee. (laughs) (laughs) The professor is just reaching out helplessly. (laughs) Novak, in the chaos and confusion, turns around to Dr. Jimenez and offers to reset her finger. (laughs) The doctor is going to put a bandage between her teeth and hold her hand out. Okay, give me that first aid roll, Lieutenant. Wow, nice. Oh, hell yeah. All I right. mean, you've shown you can do it. He's really good. Ah, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> so the, he's trying, but at this point, Lieutenant, your hands are shaking just a little bit, and you can't quite get it, the finger to set properly. And I'm going to make a roll here. Can I push the first aid roll? Yes, if you would like to. Oh, no. But w- would you like me to do my thing first to see if it benefits you or not? Absolutely. I made a made a secret role. Uh, the teenage girl is suddenly at your side, Lieutenant. She's just kind of tugging on your sleeve a little bit, and she, without looking at you, she just says, "Can can can I help?" I I, I took a course. Uh, I I can I can help. Well, let's see what you got. So I'm going to make a first aid roll for her to see if she can give you a bonus die on your push, and she succeeds with a twenty nine. So. All right. Whoa, extreme. So this this teenage girl, without looking at either of you, without making eye contact, she takes your hand, Dr. Jimenez, and she's holding it, and she's pushing your finger gently into a better position, and she's stabilizing your hand. And Lieutenant, that is what allows you to push gently the finger back into place, and then with a pop, the joint goes back in. You've still got a break in the pinky, but it can be wrapped up now. And the teenage girl just says, sorry, I, I guess that probably hurt. And she pulls away. Mine wasn't gentle. Well, she, she didn't offer to help you, Professor. That's true, I guess. <laughs> no extreme on mine. Yeah. I think Dr. Jimenez is very shaky, um, but starts going into doctor mode and starts like wrapping up her own hand and then sort of starts having a look at Cup's nose a little bit, sort of Professor C's nose a little bit better. How's it look? I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I just, I saw blood. I'm so sorry. I don't like blood either. It's not too bad. Can you patch me up, Doc? Am I going to live? Well, you're going to live. Um, You might have some very interesting pictures in the future. Oh, I'm a professor. No one cares. You all here in the background. No... I can't, I can't, no, no, please. Ah. The middle-aged man in the hoodie is getting a bit louder. He's now pulled his knees in towards his chair, and his hands are now over his ears, and he's rocking back and forth. So he's an Aggie football fan. <laughs> Dr. Vichy, can we, we have to adjourn. This is it's too much. Give me a persuade roll. Oh, we can just get out if I pass this. <laughs> and then everybody goes home. I'm sure that's how it works. Okay. Um, if it makes a difference, I'll spend a point of luck for a hard success. It won't make a difference. Dr. Vichy looks up and she says, well, if we're feeling a little too charged up. Yeah. And now I need a group luck roll. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> Cat. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> but we failed. The middle-aged man jumps up out of his seat and he screams into the semicircle. No, no, not again. Not coming back. Nope, nope. I'm going to stop all of this right fucking now. And he pulls his hoodie open and he's got a bomb strapped to his chest. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine you said that in character, Lieutenant. With a five minute countdown on it. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And he's standing there wild eyed and you hear the. Oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> Novak considers the firearm on his side and then realizes the guy's gonna die anyway and thinks better of it. Now, now, my son, my son, uh, let's why don't we why don't we all just calm down and think mm-hmm. about things? I realize that that you are bedeviled something terrible at this point, my child, and I just want to help you. If you can, we can get out of here. I agree that this doctor is an absolute quack, and we can head back down to the Church of the Living Waters in the Luxor Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, and you and I, we will just spend some time having a chat. There's no salvation. (laughs) No salvation. And he starts hitting himself in the head a little bit with one hand, like almost like he's trying to shake something loose in his head is the kind of impact that you're you're getting there but the the bomb clock is still ticking down you can see the wires going up through his shoulders down into his jeans and he's just standing there hitting his head going nope can't be saved is it analog or is it digital <laughs> digital ah oh. i'm going to put on my <laughs> reading glasses and get really close to see how much time's left can i um <laughs> sneak up behind him while the pastor is distracting him and smack him over the head with a chair you could give me a stealth roll. Okay. Then real quick, do I see her starting to do this? Pastor, give me a spot hidden to see if you notice this, because you're focused on this guy with the bomb. Okay, I'm going to spend one point of luck to make that a success. Okay, so you see Dr. Jimenez trying to move around behind him. As it looks like he might sort of be looking around, I'm going to grab him by the shoulders and say, the power of Christ compels you, my son. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, she can hit him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'll let you roll to see if you can give her a bonus die. I think, I think fast talk. Okay, well, I succeeded on my fast talk roll. Okay, you get a bonus die, Dr. Jimenez, so re-roll your 10s and see if you can get that 35 down to something (laughs) more manageable. (laughs) So that is now a success. So 15 under 20. So you're able to move around behind him because the pastor has gotten very close and is now shaking him. And he's like, I'm going to set it off early. (laughs) Stop, man. Stop. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know what they're... And then, Dr. Jimenez, you hit him with a chair. So give me a fighting brawl. Which I'm terrible at, but I'll give it a go. I also failed, and I have nowhere near enough luck. (laughs) So the the problem is, Dr. Jimenez, you're you're a bit of a small woman. And the chair is actually pretty heavy. It's one of those old classroom chairs. And so you manage to pick it up, but you stagger a little bit as you try to hit him with it. And you end up just kind of brushing the legs across his back. Novak pulls the gun out of his pocket, flips it around to the butt end, and is going to go strike the guy in the back of the head to knock him out. 
Okay. So you have just under four minutes left on the clock here. Give me the fighting brawl. You're going to try and hit him with the handle of your gun. Well, okay, I'm going to spend four luck and succeed on that. Okay. So roll 1d3 plus your damage bonus if you have one. Okay, so you get four points of damage. So you hit him in the side of the head, and it's actually a major wound for him. So I'm going to give him a con roll as he's shouting wildly. Okay, he passes his con. He's wide-eyed, and he starts swaying back and forth, and there's blood trickling out of the corner of his his mouth and down from his eye from where you hit him in the side of the head. He's like, don't, don't stop me. You can't stop me. Not gonna let you. It's gonna go off no matter what you do. <laughs> the blood, the blood, it's a trap. It's a trick. You can't make him bleed. What? So <laughs> you have you have three and a half minutes left on this. I'm just insane. It has nothing to do with my yeah. sanity. <laughs> the the professor's just insane at this point. <laughs> the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Take my scalpel and stab him in the neck. <laughs> okay. Give me a fighting brawl with a bonus die. I'm going to try to stop the doctor just for a moment, just momentarily to say, wait, this is a trolley car problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there a whiteboard? Are you going to spend the luck to pass or? I don't think I have enough. You you do, but barely. (laughs) Our group luck will be like three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll spend 18 luck. Okay. (laughs) Which leaves me with seven. Seven left. Oh, that's not so bad. So you swing your arm with the scalpel to stab him in the throat, just as the professor goes for your arm and misses. And so there's blood now pouring down this guy's chest and everything. And I would like a, let's see, 1d6, I think, for Mm. this. Nice. Yeah. Damage two. (laughs) Okay, so you do two points of damage to him. He's getting really woozy now. I'm going to give him another con roll. Ooh. Yeah, he passes it with a 13, so he's still conscious somehow, and he's he's raving, but there's blood pouring down his chest and into the wires, and the teenage girl is is now yelling from across the room, what the fuck is wrong with you people? (laughs) Well... While everybody's hitting people with stuff, can I do something? Yes. What would you like to hit him with, Chuck? Your Bible? With my huge Bible. (laughs) Yes. I am going to absolutely haymaker this dude with the Holy Scripture. How big is this Bible? It it has a foreword and an epilogue written by the pastor. (laughs) Well, he had some thoughts that needed to be added to the Bible. There, there are a few missing books that he felt he needed to write. <laughs> yeah, he, he felt that it maybe didn't cover everything. First, Blake. Get, <laughs> give me a fighting brawl. Bad news, folks. <laughs> yep, that's a big old fail. Oh, wow. Would you like to push the roll? <laughs> you know what? You know what, Rina? I would like to push the roll. Yes. What uh, are you doing do to it. push the roll? Do it. Would the Bible have like a long like gold chain on it that you could like hang it from things? Like you could swing it round like yeah, a- <laughs> no, I grab it and swing it like a morning star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. That's perfect. <laughs> if you fail, it's 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 gonna hit you. I understand and I'm com- I'm comfortable with that. I love this. 
Nope. <laughs> Yay! So, and, and you, first, you think you're going to hit him with the, the side of the Bible, and then you think, wait a minute, I've got this bookmark chain swag that I added to my own personal version. So you start swinging it around. It's very heavy, and you've never done this before, and you end up hitting yourself in the face with your own Bible. And I'm sure there's some kind of metaphor or karma there, <laughs> but it's going to do... Three points of damage as you hit yourself in the face with your own Bible. And I need a group luck roll. Oh, oh God. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. The countdown clock on the bomb is now down to one. Oh one God. minute. It, Rena, tick, may I suggest a tick, sanity roll for tick. the professor? Yes. Because I have a blood thing and I feel like there's so much blood now. There that's <laughs> there's uh, lots that, of blood. that's wonderful. Yes, please give me that that sand roll. Okay, I've passed it. Okay. So you don't lose any sanity, but you are feeling a bit agitated. You can actually with a passed sand roll, give me give me pow. Well, that doesn't sound like something that's good for me though. You never know. Oh, I've passed it exactly. 50 over 50. So, you know, professor, there's this hum in the back of your head that you've had for the past few months ever since that day in the library oh god yeah and it's it's been like an earworm in the back of your brain but Mm -hmm. you can't quite figure out the words but some of the words are starting to sound clearer now okay and just start kind of humming it a little bit to yourself at this point so we've all seen that the clock has a minute the clock is down to one minute so the pastor is not uh, a heroic man by any stretch of the imagination. So he's going to make a break for the door. Okay. So you run for the door and you turn the handle and outside is flame, burning hot fire and screams of terror and pain. You're looking out into hell, pastor. And... <laughs> The pastor is actually going to very calmly close the door back. <laughs> well, well, after he makes a sand roll. <laughs> just, 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 well, well, um, <laughs> uh, that is a fail, bro. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to roll for you. So you lose three sand, and I think your involuntary reaction is going to be you slam the door and let out a little <gasps> very undig- undignified <laughs> little yell. <laughs> and the, the clock on the bomb is still ticking. I, I'm crawling away, too, toward the door when I see the pastor over there trying to and get I'm through. And I'm going to push him out of the way. There's no salvation for us there, my son. I don't want salvation. I want to get out of here. You'll burn in the fires of hell. Yeah, that ship sailed, and then I'm going to make a run for the door. (laughs) Okay, you run for the door, you open the door. It's a library. The library? The library. Of Alexandria? It's it's not here. What is this? It's that one special section of the library, Professor. Dr. Vichy? Sandroll. (laughs) As you hear the tick. Tick, tick. Yeah. And Samantha, the old lady in the mess, like, well, I know I'm right with Jesus, and if it's my time to go, it'll be my time to go. The good Lord will take me when it's my time. It might be your time, sister, but it ain't mine. And I run (laughs) over to the doctor, and I grab her and say, let us out of here, you infernal woman. 
I got a hard success, okay. by the way. So then you'll take. Well, you're still going to lose three because oh, you lost three on okay. D three. The bleeding man with the bomb. How many wires are visible on this bomb? A lot. Okay, so can Novak double leg this guy and get like into a mount position and do like a electrical repair roll to maybe try to <laughs> fucking defuse yeah. this bomb? Yeah, you you run up to him and you hear him just going, almost over, almost time to stop. You're right, it is. It's almost over. (laughs) And give me that electrical repair roll. Okay, I've got 30 on this. Let's see what happens. All right! (laughs) (laughs) You did it! You did it! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) That was a hard success for the listeners at home. Yay! Wes's elation when he passes a roll is the best thing. (laughs) Because it's so fucking rare. (laughs) (laughs) I can see the joy. Just such unbridled joy. (laughs) Lieutenant, you grab this guy and you he's swaying. He's not fighting you. He's just muttering about how it's about to be over. And you do a very quick look. And you were in Fort Huachuca. You were training to to be deployed. You got a basic crash course in this kind of thing. This is a little more complicated, but you're able to figure it out with that hard success very fast. And you managed to clip the right wires, green, yellow, blue, just in time. You have 10 seconds left on the, on the countdown timer. It really and, should be double oh seven seconds left. Mm, <laughs> so you clip these wires and then you move your arm and the guy just kind of collapses to the ground going, no, 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 wires, happy wires, stop, you, no. And let me make a roll. Uh, before any of you have a chance to react with anything other than a bit of relief as the countdown stops, he slams his head into the floor multiple times and bashes his own skull in. And he falls limp. Sand rolls. Sand rolls. <laughs> I'm going to make sand rolls for the other people in the room. I'm not a group therapy expert, but normally people don't bleed out and die. I'm really weirdly okay with this. <laughs> I failed. Uh, I super failed. Yep. I'm passing all these hard success. All right. I was going to say, we, we've seen this all before. We're doctors, so. <laughs> so, uh, Kat and Professor C, you're both going to lose one. Pastor, you lose three. And Lieutenant, you lose four. Dr. Vichy, Dr. Vichy, Dr. Vichy, call the police, call the fire department, call the ambulance. So you shake her and she's still writing <laughs> as you shake her. She does not seem too perturbed. And as this man, whose name you never learned, pounds his head into the floor and then you see his skull break open, essentially, and he goes limp, she stops writing and she cocks her head, crosses her legs. Oh, that's a shame. Poor Bobby. And she goes back to writing. Was that a critique of our social skills that we hadn't learned his name? (laughs) 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 Are we the first group that ever didn't know his name? Yes. (laughs) We're a disaster group. Uh, So she she just looks at him and shakes her head and makes a note. Such a shame. 
He's dead? Bobby's dead? Professor. What is going on here? I am going to recommend academic probation for you. Oh no, not academic probation. Administrative leave? (laughs) She keeps writing. (laughs) You can't, she's got tenure. Limited access to the break room? (laughs) Pastor, as you're shaking her a little bit, give me a pal roll. Here we go. You're about to see Jesus. (laughs) I feel it. Yeah, bud. Hey, this I is... haven't passed anything. <laughs> yeah. Roll 20 hates your guts. Roll 20 fucking hates me. <laughs> so you, you shake her a little bit, and you have this little tickling feeling on the back of your neck, but it goes away. Okay. I'm going to attempt to kick her out of her chair. Okay. Give me a strength roll. That's how people get tenure. You gotta take the chair. (laughs) (laughs) You take it by force. Well, guess what? I failed. (laughs) The the university version of you keep what you kill. (laughs) So you try to pull the chair out from under her, and she's just sitting there, and it does not seem bothered by this whatsoever, and you're not able to push her off. Can I try and leave? I want to leave. Okay. (laughs) I want to leave now. <laughs> to leave now. So there, there's blood in the air. You still see blood on the walls. There's blood on your face and your hands. So you go to the door. Don't open that door. It's a library. till you die. I don't care about you. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolfpack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed. 
or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.